It's August 3rd. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. First up, Washington, D.C. is targeting the nation's cattle this morning, of all things, and all because of climate change. But this is really about so much more. I'll discuss what that is and what you can do about it. As always, I'm keeping an eye out for developing stories. Put these two on your radar. First, I've got public confirmation this morning that American intelligence is directing missile attacks against the Russians in Ukraine. I've got the details on this very dangerous development. Second, the tensions between China and Taiwan took an unexpected twist in recent days, and not because of Nancy Pelosi's visit. It has to do with companies leaving over the prospect of war. I'll explain. And finally, one more thing before I let you go, the segment on emails from listeners. I've got one from Rachel in Clarksville, Tennessee. She asked if I ever got nervous working for the CIA and if I was taught how to handle that anxiety. She wants some tips on how to think like a spy. So we're going to talk about that fun question. But first, let's get started with today's main brief. We are learning more details this morning about the $370 billion climate change bill that's being advanced by Democrats in the Senate. Now, that bill was released last week, hundreds of pages long, full of all kinds of surprises. Well, one is a multi-million dollar effort to control gas emissions from cows, both in terms of belching and um, flatulence. There's a $25 million item to study cow emissions and how to stop them or control them. Some people are even proposing cows wear a special mask that helps to break up their methane burps. Meanwhile, there's another $300 million of your taxpayer dollars that are going to study the carbon sequestration on farms. So I suspect that as we further pick this bill apart, we're going to find a lot more programs like these aimed at reducing greenhouse gas emissions throughout the ag industry. But what does the data actually say about that? How much is the ag industry really contributing to the nation's overall gas picture? And how much damage do these cows really do? Now, I know that this is a divisive topic. So for argument's sake only, we're going to assume that climate change is real and that we need to reduce emissions. And I'm doing this because I want to help you all as you debate this issue. And you're going to see why in a minute. So do cows deserve the multi-million dollar focus the Democrats want to give them? I mean, are cows really at the heart of the climate change problem? Well, let's look at the facts. If you divide America's gas emissions into categories, there are five, at least according to the Department of Energy. There's transportation, electricity production, industry, commercial and residential, and finally, agriculture. So the smallest of all of those categories is agriculture at 12% of America's total greenhouse gas emissions. So even if you assume that climate change is real, that agricultural bit is the least of your problems. In fact, that is clear. It's an established fact. But what's curious here, at least to me, is the focus on cows in this $370 billion bill. And that's because America's herd of 90 to 95 million cows, well, they only contribute 3% of America's total emissions, 3%. Now that doesn't seem like a lot, and it's not, but there are some Democrats who are really focused on these cows and that 3%. In fact, they want to slaughter them, all of them. A couple of years ago, a Democrat representative from New York, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, well, she spoke of her climate change plan that she called the Green New Deal. 
And as she shared her ideas, she released a document that had the following sentence. And I'd like for you to pay very special attention to what I'm about to say. We set a goal to get to net zero rather than zero emissions the next 10 years because we aren't so sure that we will fully be able to get rid of cows and airplanes that fast, end quote. Did you hear that? What she and proponents of this climate change deal are really after is to eliminate the entire cattle industry and the airlines. They want to end entire parts of our economy because of climate change. Now, some of us might be tempted to say, oh, well, come on, that's a little bit too far, Brian. Joe Biden and Ms. Ocasio-Cortez can't possibly be saying they want to eliminate all airplanes and cows or destroy entire industries. Well, consider what they say about the oil and gas industry. During the presidential debates in 2020, Joe Biden was asked by then-President Donald Trump about his plans for the oil and gas industry. So Trump asked him, would you close down the oil industry? To which Biden responded, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. The debate moderator then asked Mr. Biden to clarify, to which he then continued saying that the oil industry, quote, pollutes significantly and needs to be replaced by renewable energy over time. Now, it's that last part that's really important, over time. Maybe not bankrupt the oil and gas industry now, he would say. You know, maybe not slaughter all the cows right now, just over time. Now, in the two years since that debate, Joe Biden has led with that vision of slowly but surely trying to end various industries that he has deemed bad for the climate. And now we have this $370 billion climate change bill to get there. And that includes hundreds of millions of dollars to study how to change the ag industry over time. So to recap the critical point here on, on just the cow part of this debate, proponents of climate change policies want to slaughter America's herd of cattle over time in order to reduce our gas emissions by 3%. Now, I want you to remember that as I tell you this. The International Energy Agency released a report last week saying that the global consumption of coal is set to match the record previously set in 2013. That record will be broken by demand in China, India, and in Europe. Up to a 7% increase of coal in Europe this year, on top of last year's 14% increase. Meanwhile, on just Monday, members of the European Union said that they are hoping to adopt animal manure as a crop fertilizer instead of the chemically produced stuff that relies on Russian natural gas. So this plan is being pushed by the ag ministers in Spain and the Netherlands. In other words, combine those two pieces together, right? The plan right now is America slaughters our cows over time for a 3% benefit, while some of our friends in Europe are actually increasing or keeping their herds of cattle to use the manure. And that, of course, completely negates our 3% decrease. And, oh, uh, they're also jacking up their use of coal, further neutering every bit of the alleged benefit of this $370 billion climate change bill. So, folks, if I were briefing you in the White House this morning and you were wondering about the big picture of this climate change bill and what's really going on in this country... Here is what I would say. It's madness. It's absolute madness. This moment in U.S. history should be known as the great madness. I mean, just step back here and let's apply some common sense. 
You should not destroy a multi-billion dollar part of your economy, the cattle industry, for a 3% emission savings, while the rest of the world, to include the green energy folks in Europe, actually embrace policies that totally erase whatever gain you thought you were going to get. And just to emphasize something, that multi-billion dollar cattle industry is made up of families and communities, entire counties that in many cases are dependent on selling only that beef. You take that away, what's the plan for these families, these communities, these counties? I have not seen one plan that talks about this, not one. So folks, what it comes down to is a whole bunch of people in this country have lost their minds. They are aiming for some sort of great reset of the way that we live, but they have abandoned facts and reason along the way. And it's crazy. It will destroy this country. So what do we do? What should you do? First, in a time of great madness, be the sensible majority. Stick with facts and data, logic and reason, because even as other people reject those things, we must embrace it. They're a part of what has made America so great. Folks, we can't lose our minds as they lose theirs. Second, vote for fellow members of this sensible majority. We have an election coming up in November. Vote for the people who get it. If not, vote them out. Finally, understand that there is no common ground here with those caught up in the great madness, people like New York's AOC. Now, if you'd like to have a respectful debate with these folks, please do it. Use facts, the facts that I'm giving you, the ones that you find on your own, and ultimately make them feel awkward with your logic, your reason, your sensible questions. But above all, stand your ground. Look, as ever, I think that we will get through this moment of great madness. And that's because based on all of my travels and, and talking to people over the years, I've found that most Americans are sensible. We can still reason with each other. But make no mistake, those who are caught up in the great madness, they are well organized and they are very passionate. So to take them on, to defeat them, you'll need to be just as organized and just as passionate. And that is the great challenge before us. Coming up, a closer look at what's on my radar. Two stories for you this morning. The first about a dangerous escalation in Ukraine, plus some good news out of China. We'll be right back. It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems like pricey transmission and engine engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com slash carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Mike Baker here. Let's talk warranties. I know, that's exactly what you were hoping I'd say. Let me ask you this. Would you buy a car without a warranty? No, of course you wouldn't. What about your other important big-ticket purchases? Uh, specifically, your home's appliances and critical systems. Again, the answer should be no. 
The bottom line is that every day is a good day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. And that's what you get with an American Home Shield warranty. With an American Home Shield warranty, unexpected breakdowns like a leaky faucet or a faulty water heater won't break the bank because covered repairs and replacements are taken care of just like that. And having that sort of reassurance, well, that's peace of mind. Choose a plan that works for you and your budget, and then it's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, well, you contact American Home Shield, and their trusted and qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. So when it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry. Get warrantied. Now, I don't know if warrantied is an actual word, but let's go with it. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. And New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Welcome back to the PDB. As always, I'm watching a few other stories this morning. Put these two on your radar. First, an alarming update out of Ukraine, and it's one that I've been warning you about for months. We have public confirmation this morning that the United States is directly involved in the killing of Russian forces in Ukraine, not just providing guns, weaponry of some kind, or even intelligence. So here is what we know. Ukraine's deputy head of military intelligence, uh, Vadim Sabitsky, he spoke yesterday with Britain's Telegraph newspaper. So Mr. Sabitsky was bragging about the new American-provided HIMARS rocket system. He said it's been hammering the Russians pretty hard these past few weeks. And during that interview, Sabitsky confirmed the reason for that success. He and his Ukrainian colleagues will first consult with U.S. intelligence officers before any strike. Now, that big group of Ukrainians and Americans will pour over satellite imagery and real-time intelligence, likely from drones, and then collectively, they would choose their targets and shoot. Now, ultimately, this Sabitsky said that U.S. intel officers and the Biden administration can veto any of the intended targets. Folks, this is a very big deal. To date, Joe Biden and the Pentagon have denied this level of collaboration because they knew it would be confirmation that we are at war, escalating the likelihood of retaliation. But now, in a very public statement, the Ukrainians have undermined Joe Biden's quiet approach, such as it is, and confirmed the depth of our involvement. Now, you probably won't be surprised to learn that the Russians caught wind of this interview, and this is how their defense ministry responded. Quote, all of this undeniably proves that Washington, contrary to the White House and Pentagon claims, is directly involved in the conflict in Ukraine, end quote. Well, they're right, and this is an absolute mess and utterly predictable. I've been warning of it for months. So playing this out, one consequence of this interview is that if Moscow chooses to strike us, I assure you that they will use this interview as justification and it's a message that will resonate, I'm sorry to say, because there's truth to it. At any rate, I will watch this development closely and bring you updates as I get them. Finally this morning, you all are probably seeing the headlines that China is lashing out at America and Nancy Pelosi following her trip to Taiwan. Now, allegedly, she is there to, quote, honor America's unwavering support to Taiwan's democracy and promote our shared interests, end quote. That's according to her spokesman. 
Regardless, her presence is creating lots of drama, whether you support it or not. And that drama is probably making a particular car company very glad that they just left China. Let me explain. Last week, the parent company of the Jeep and Chrysler brands, now owned by an international conglomerate called Stellantis out of Europe, well, they shut down their only manufacturing plant in China just last week. That ended a 12-year partnership with a local Chinese company. Now, Stellantis gave a few reasons for getting out of China, but most importantly, the CEO said that if China were to invade Taiwan, a growing possibility, he wouldn't want the exposure, the, the economic sanctions that would probably happen as a consequence. And he specifically highlighted what happened to firms in Russia after Moscow invaded Ukraine. So the CEO went on to say that the Communist Party had been creating business hurdles for him, no surprise there, and also, the Communist Party had been encouraging the Chinese public to buy domestic cars over foreign ones like his. At any rate, as he wrapped up his remarks last week, he offered this warning to his fellow competitors. Volkswagen and GM are very present in China, but I wouldn't want to be in their place. So I think that this is a really important development, and it's one to watch. There are a lot of European and American companies who've been in bed with the communists in Beijing for decades. But if we see more of these kinds of moves, uh, a decoupling of Western corporations from the Chinese market, then we might see a reorientation of these enterprises out of China and perhaps back home. And that would be something to celebrate. And that's why I will be keeping a very close eye on this issue. And with that, one more thing before I let you go. It's the segment where we talk about listener emails. So I've got one from Rachel in Clarksville, Tennessee. She asked if I ever got nervous working for the CIA and if I was taught how to handle that anxiety. In other words, she wants some tips on how to think like a spy. So we are going to talk about that fun question when we come back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Let me take less than a minute to talk about one of my favorite subjects, cigars. Now, there's something about great cigars, right? They require you to slow down a bit. They promote conversation and camaraderie. And when you're talking great cigars, of course, well, you're talking Foundation Cigar. It's where tradition meets innovation and where craftsmanship reigns supreme. I hope by now, after listening to me bang on about Foundation Cigar, that you've wandered down to your local cigar shop to give them a try. I'm a big fan of Foundation Cigar, that is clearly obvious, including their latest offering, the Wise Man Corojo and Madura. Inspired by Nicaraguan heritage and handcrafted in collaboration with my father's cigars, these cigars are the pinnacle of rich flavor and bold character. They really are the perfect gift for cigar lovers in your life. Maybe it's your pop, maybe it's your brothers, your friends, and of course, don't forget yourself. Go get a few, have them on deck for your next gathering, perhaps on the golf course or it's poker night. Wherever you and your pals are getting together, be a hero, bring out the foundation cigars. Ignite your senses and indulge in the artistry of these premium cigars from Foundation Cigar. You can check out their website, foundationcigar.com, or you can purchase them at a local cigar shop near you. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. 
From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one more thing before I let you go. It's week two of the new segment where I answer questions and address comments that you all email me about, about the podcast. So today it's a message from Rachel in Clarksville, Tennessee. Awesome town, by the way. She asked if I ever got nervous working for the CIA and if I was taught how to handle that anxiety. She wants some tips on how to think like a spy. Rachel, I love this question. But what I'm about to share with you doesn't just apply to CIA officers. I think, in fact, it'll be helpful for you in lots of stressful moments, especially at work when you've got a big presentation or an important sales pitch. So here are my three pieces of advice that I picked up during training and from senior officers who served for decades. First, I want you to grab something that evokes a strong memory of success. Make it small and simple, like a special pen or a pencil, perhaps, you know, a ring or jewelry of some kind. Fellas, maybe your grandpa's cufflinks or a watch, but you have to make it special and you must tie it to a strong memory of strength and courage, success. You want to be able to hold it and see it. So this is called a talon, T-A-L-O-N. And in those moments of anxiety, Rachel, in front of that big client or, you know, in front of that Russian that you're about to pitch to be your spy, well, it can help calm you and bolster your confidence. In other words, if you start to doubt yourself, you can touch this talon or you can see it. And from that, your mind gets a little dose of courage, like a little slap on the back telling you that, you know what, you got this. And that happens all without anyone around you knowing that it's happening. It's a simple trick, but I will tell you, especially for our younger CIA officers who are still getting their operational sea legs, this talent can really help them get into character and remind them of who they are and the importance of what they're about to do and what you can do too. All right, so now that we've got our talent, let's get to our second piece of advice on how to think like a spy. I want you to grab a mirror and I want you to look at yourself and smile. Not a big smile, a gentle resting smile because what a whole bunch of research tells us is that if you walk into a room and you greet folks with a subtle smile you are viewed as less threatening and more welcoming more pleasant in turn that helps lower the anxiety that they feel and you feel too but the trick here is to know exactly what your resting smile looks like because you might think that it looks great but until you look in that mirror you don't really know So try different resting smiles. And when you feel comfortable with one, maybe have somebody look at you as you do this, well, practice it over and over in a mirror. Go from relaxed to that resting smile and then back to relaxed. By doing this over and over, you're teaching yourself to remember that resting position, to develop that muscle memory. You know, when you walk into that conference room or face that big client, you will relax. Now, I know that this might sound silly to some people, but there's actually really good data and research to support this. So try it. 
All right, Rachel, I've got one final piece of advice, and it's on how to handle yourself in conversations. Because if you can make that go well, that will calm your nerves. So how do you do that? How do you become a good conversationalist? Well, here's what I was taught. Be interested and be interesting. So let's unpack that first part of being interested. When you greet someone, be interested in learning more about them. Perhaps it's a piece of jewelry that they're wearing, or recall when they contributed an idea at a previous meeting, and then ask, you know, how did you think about that idea? When did you come up with it? You know, where do you get your inspiration for these kinds of ideas? So ask lots of open-ended questions involving hows and whys, but remember, you have to do it earnestly. You have to really care about their answers. You have to be interested in what they're saying, and then Just let them talk. Because here's the secret, Rachel. People love to talk, mostly about themselves. So let them. They will become relaxed as they do, and so will you. All right, that's one side of this coin. Let's talk about the other, which is be interesting. In other words, how do we make people think that we've got an interesting story to tell that adds value to their lives, something unique or fascinating, or maybe just entertains them? Well, you do that by having lots of information in your head. You become a jack of all trades and a master of none. It requires you to read as much as you can about everything that interests you. Or, you know, listen to entertaining or educational podcasts. Pick up hobbies. Develop a hunger for learning a little bit about a lot of stuff. And then in conversations, you bring up something that you learned that fits. You know, a fact of some kind, a story. Maybe something that you heard on this awesome podcast, the PDB, because when you bring in that unique or fascinating or educating story or fact, well, that makes you interesting. It makes people want to be around you to to learn more and you'll feel it. And in turn, that will make you less anxious, Eh, maybe even a little bit smart. And who doesn't like to feel a little bit smart? So Rachel, I hope that these three things were helpful for you. The talon, the smile, and the conversation. And for everybody else, if you liked this response to Rachel, lessons on how to think like a spy, let me know. Maybe I'll do more of these down the road. So the email address for everybody, as always, is pdb at thefirsttv.com. Again, that's P as in presidents, D as in daily, and B as in brief, at thefirsttv.com. So shoot me a note. Looking forward to it. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I conclude your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What is the no spin news all about? 
You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available.